On this episode of the Last King Podcast, we have Devil May Cry 5 and Captain Marvel. Hello and welcome once again to the Last King Podcast. Stumbling all over your intro. Ah, oh, then Caspi. come on. <laughs> you missed, do that? missed me just about. I am Eccentric Tom and you just heard the late to the party... <laughs> Dr. Shafiq. What we late to the party? I came in before you did. We came in about the same time. Or shall sir. I say, Shafiq. And speaking of uninvited guests, who oh, else yes, do we have Yes, here. Hello. <laughs> Not in the studio, but calling you from far away. Or as Shh, don't break the illusion, Demon portal from far away. Or yeah. as we would like we're to still speak. together. The band's not breaking up. <laughs> no, we're not breaking up. I'm just in an alternate dimension. Okay, but, so, speaking of putting the band back together again. Jesus Christ. Is that the segue? No, that's no. not the segue. So we have a video game and we have a movie. Yes, back to the good old uh, template. Speaking of templates... <laughs> <laughs> later. <to> Marvel. <laughs> we'll do that joke later. Wait a okay, Speaking of templates, combos... No... <laughs> Anyway, we have a brand new video game from the boys over at Capcom who have been having a very illustrious streak so far with it's the likes been, of... A lovely 2019, so yes. Yes, yeah. okay, with uh, the recently released Resident Evil 2 remake, uh, previously with Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it started with Resident Evil 7, which was... Took, amazing. I think yeah, by which, surprise. which we gushed about it as well. Yeah, yeah it's one of our best games of that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have uh, bestowed upon us a very new Devil May Cry, which has been in the making and also at the same time came out uh, to very little hype actually because I wasn't very much aware that they were going to redo this except for the one or two like reveals at it was Tokyo Game Show if I'm not no, mistaken no no it was actually revealed at E3 last year yeah. and a lot of people were like very I mean okay maybe it's Among Us it wasn't as hype but everyone else was basically overjoyed at seeing Dante and Nero making their return along yeah. with a new character named Nico in a Bus. Oh, sorry, in a van, kicking ass in and a, stuff. In her bust? What? Van, 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 <laughs> van. Yes. In her busty van? She's sure. basically, you know, a suicide chick from Instagram. Yes. With a, with a, not with a redneck kind of accent. In the English version. In English? I play the Japanese version, sure. Because yeah, I'm a purist. <laughs> I was about to say that as well. <laughs> I don't know. Purists actually play the game in English because they like the corniness of the dialogue and everything. Especially oh, Johnny Young Bosch. These are the same, good these are same people evil. who are upset that you're almost a Jill Sandwich was removed from the remake of Resident Evil. Well, it has its place, but I'm one of the guys who very famously don't care about character development or story. So <laughs> yeah. none of that matters to me. So I would rather hear cringeworthy dialogue in a language that sounds way better no matter what yeah so yes Devil May Cry 5 uh, from Capcom uh, it's been 10 years since Devil May Cry 4 which launched on Xbox 360 and PS3 like 2007 or 8 2007 yeah 12 years ago now oh okay yeah it's over a decade and uh, um, like maybe 6 years after DMC the remake from Ninja Theory which we hear feel is criminally underrated yeah i mean i didn't really play that much uh i got it up to the point where you finally unlock all of your uh, various weapons but you know for someone who doesn't really get into these kind of games i just i'm not a big fan of combo games okay personally i prefer more like strategy planning out stuff than you know hardcore combos you might like v then <laughs> yeah um it it doesn't really deserve the hate 
you know, from not, fans. Not at because all. Because it's a really fun game. Yeah, it got it's a really fun hate game with because nice uh, Crybabies Cram- Online don't like it when things they liked as a kid are a bit different now that they're slightly older. Yeah, I mean, the biggest complaint was basically the Nero, uh, the Dante redesign. I'm sorry I said yeah. Nero, but then again, we're going to bring that up very soon. Yes. Okay, how Nero kind of looks very familiar all of a sudden. But he has blonde hair, Shafiq, so it's absolutely fine. It's it, absolutely pure it, to the original. Hair, it's yeah. platinum white, okay? How dare you but Nobody's it's true to the original Trish has blonde hair Jesus Christ <laughs> but anyway uh, so Devil May Cry 5 uh, dropped very recently here like a few days ago at this time yeah. of recording actually yeah, right yes. after the huge uh, just uh, garbage dump pile of uh, February yeah but then again it was also kind of cool to think that Capcom released Resident Evil 2 Remake and this very close to each other yeah like almost a month apart actually yeah but, uh, still pretty close yeah. in a way I mean it's almost like a game publisher properly spaced out their releases so that they can <laughs> cannibalize each other EA or maybe what is this bullshit <laughs> releasing Apex Legends a week before Anthem yeah, but and I doing think... it as a surprise release of all things yeah it's mm. like, oh, the people that made the huge popular Titanfall 2, they can't possibly be super successful with a free-to-play uh, like thing as capturing a zeitgeist. But just in case, let's release a Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, we have the Fortnite killer. Are we still gonna do... Yeah, it is the Fortnite killer, apparently. Jesus uh, Christ. But are we really gonna talk about Anthem again? I thought we all agreed no, that it's a 4.10. No, four we're not. 10. We're not. We're just <laughs> basically bringing out the sins of the father, or EA in this yeah, case. Yeah, I mean... I saw the Zero Punctuation review and he, he reviewed which one? Anthem? Anthem. And uh, he He's said, still around? Yeah. Hmm. It's it's the only reason the escapist still exists. Only, yeah, it's the only reason the escapist is around. <laughs> yeah. Sad but true. For a while it was just his uh, archive tamper videos. But he said you could see the game that Bioware wanted to make mm. in the part of Fort Tarsus. In the demo. Yeah. <laughs> and like when you're actually talking to people and you have kind of well-realized characters where you kind of feel something for it and then you have the rest which is what EA mandated. Yes. And you like an EA to a uh, piece of shit toddler. Like, I want this now. It's like, but we can't make this. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, okay, fine. We'll make this Destiny game. I don't like it. Why did you make Star Wars? You told me not to make Star Wars. I don't like it. And well, Steve. in any case, I'm just glad that, you know, there are companies out there after, you know, having a pretty bad last few years or so coming back <laughs> to their some. good graces and you know doing something right for once you you're know? talking about Capcom here? yes Capcom they had a pretty shitty time before Resident Evil 7 came up did you not remember all those western games they did back in the day? dude I'm still hating on Street Fighter 5 and how yeah, disappointed I am with <laughs> that but then again so uh, yes thank you for Resident Evil 7 and another Resident Evil and another Devil May Cry. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Uh, John, your thoughts? I actually love this game. I mean, when I'm playing like both difficulties, uh, Son of Sparta and the one before that mode, just playing through it after when going through the prologue, playing through as Nero, it's actually feeling fun because you start off as like a basic um, Devil Hunter character with the basic moves you need with the grappling and everything and the... Uh, the new mechanic they introduced is called the Devil Bringer, where you can actually launch your rocket arm to have different properties, depending on what you equip it with. Do you think we need to explain the rocket arm? Um, okay, just imagine it's a special... Have you ever played Doomfist and Overwatch? That character. It's kind of like that, basically, except the rocket arm can do different things depending on what you equip. Like, you can slow down time, you can also do an air dash to prolong your combos. As you know, Devil May Cry is a combo-heavy action game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all and, about the uh, combos. What, yep, yep. What's the official description for games like this? What stylish action? <laughs> I think they just call them hack and slash action games. Even God of War, I mean, obviously copied from Devil May Cry to the point where that, the genre was made, you know? I think it's like 
Um, no, I think it's one of the jokes I remember like seeing when they were de- trying to describe Devil May Cry and then they came up with their own genre which is the stylish action game hmm. yeah, and it's yeah, the yeah. only game series in that genre. So, oh, like, <laughs> props say, to the people who know exactly what they want to do. I would say Bayonetta fits in a stylish fashion. It's made by the same guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, Devil May Cry made Devil May Cry. The guy who made oh, the first right. Devil May Cry, he first did Devil other May things Cry, and then left. He left yep, to do so he's the ultimate auto. He's the first guy. Yes. And this is the same guy who also gave us Resident Evil. Notice how everything the just second, The second Resident Evil. Oh my god, yeah. The second. Second re- Notice how everything just kind of falls into itself at Capcom. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, like, you know, a little bit of history of Devil May Cry. Yes, this was supposed to be a Resident Evil sequel. Can you imagine if it just had released as Resident Evil 2? Just what a fucking departure from the first one. It would one. have been It would be amazing. so weird, yeah. <laughs> would it, could amazing, amazing and weird, yeah. But it'd be the most nonsensical game series ever. So, no, it, it, it'll still be a Devil May Cry. Yeah. Resident Evil with combos? Sure. But I, think, uh, um, I believe Shinji Mikami, he said to Hideki Kamiya at the time that this game, this Resident Evil sequel is a bit too different, like the first draft. It needs to be its own thing. Yeah, yeah. so it became its own thing. and hence Which is Devil better than saying, cancel it all, start from the beginning. It's like, okay, obviously you like doing this, so we'll let you do it somewhere here, away from the brand you might ruin. So, like, you know what? Thanks to whoever it is that convinced whoever it is to just, like, go on a different path. And in 2001, we got the very first Devil May Cry, which I would say is one of those few games that needs to be put in a museum. Like, yeah, it started like a genre. It yeah. started not only a genre, but it kind of took everybody by, by surprise that, you know, for a game that technically on paper sounds ridiculous... On paper? On paper, it sounds ridiculous. Like, if you were to explain to a person what Devil May Cry is, like, okay, basically it's a game where you kill things and the point of the game is to keep things in the air as long as possible. You have to juggle them with bullets and swords. Bullets, swords, and jump cancels, and in this new one, a motorcycle. And the highest <laughs> rank you can get is... Triple and a hat S. and a scarf huh? as well, don't forget. And a hat and a scarf as well. <laughs> you know what? I love how it also pays tribute to games like Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing about Devil May Cry, I would feel, is that it kind of respects the pedigree of the games that came before it. It does, mm-hmm. it does. And in a, even a strange way, it even pays respect to the DMC remake, especially in the design of Nero and yeah, the see? final boss. Yes. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> they Nero actually took is all those Dante bits from DMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, don't forget, I mean, there's also a bit of tribute that Hideyaki Itsuno actually did. He actually took the monsters, the bosses from the first game and put them in the new character in this game, uh, who we call V. He fights a little different compared to Dante and Nero. Um, kind of refreshing, yeah. He kind yeah, of yeah. looks like Adam Driver. He, he does. for an emo phase. Yes, yes. And uh, here's the Adam thing. Adam Driver is in an emo phase. Haven't you seen Last Jedi? Yeah, true. <laughs> true that, true that. So anyway, so he plays a little different because he's... He can summon both uh, Shadow, the panther, and Griffon, the bird-like chicken thing, who <laughs> shoots lightning from his mouth. Griffon, the Griffin. Mouth. Like the, Griffin. Thing. the Griffin, yeah. I mean, like, everybody makes the joke, like, they keep calling him a chicken because he's squawking all the time. Oh. And you also have this giant behemoth of rock yep, called, called Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, Nightmare. Nightmare. There you go. Who so, are actually uh, characters, demons you fought in the first game, apparently. But they've yep, been they remade for this, you know. And everything, so it's, pretty, it's mean, a nice it's, little touch, you know. It's clever references and yeah. throwbacks to you know its legacy. So uh, maybe let's get right into it. So uh, John, where do you rate this Devil May Cry? I would say okay after playing it and after not playing Devil May Cry three and four for a very long time, uh, ten years to be exact. I think okay maybe I might need to actually replay those games just to get my 
priorities straight and you know just you know if it's not rose tinted glasses you know judging my decision but i'd say this rate's really really high i'd say this is the best devil may cry game i played wow honestly i mean because of the controls i mean uh-huh. and the fact that it just went on to no bullshit it just went to this core where basically all you do no puzzles no nothing you just go straight to the levels you go through a bunch of elevators escalators and you climb up well, things a bit here and there escalators yeah hell, 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 hell just escalators, like standing yeah. there just like it's basically waiting for the like up. a blood tunnel where you have to like like push yourself through a vein and it just rockets you up to oh. other levels. I mean, there are a few the, bits the here and there, tree. but it knows what it wants to do. It wants to be a really good action game that harkens back to what Devil May Cry was all about, and it did mm-hmm. its job really well. Not just that, but also with three different playstyles. Like I mentioned, V himself plays a little differently because he's kind of ranged, and you yeah. kind of have to keep him away while his creatures are fighting. But at the same time, you, your character, has to deal with finishing blow. Okay. Yeah, but um. I didn't use him at all. To me, I feel like as much as he's a, a nice, I would say, it's something different. But at the same time, I think most fans will be asking, uh, "How's Dante?" Oh, Dante controls perfect. Yeah. He's Dante is good, yeah. exactly what you want, you <laughs> expect from Dante. Yep. And um, like because basically, a lot of people will definitely jumping back into the game. Like you know, they'll be wondering, "Okay, when do we get to use Dante? Is it gonna do the same thing that DMC Four did? It does." You'll have to play as Nero first, then you'll have to have some time with V. Yep. So basically, the game can be pretty much described as the first 10 levels is tutorial. Treat it as that. Treat it as an opportunity for you to just practice your combos and yeah. get used to the mechanics. And get used but, to the new characters as well, especially V. But I think this yeah. is a good thing for a game like this, where you mm. are so heavy reliant on getting things exactly right that you need you know, that kind of build-up before they really start throwing the heavy shit at you. I would say, like, for a game that is actually quite sparse in terms of character development or storytelling, but in gameplay, it actually has pretty brilliant pacing. Because so this it, is a game made for Shafiq, pretty much. This is, this is a game made for gamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if anything, um, like, <laughs> if you guys care about the story, yeah, demons are back and it's up to the Devil May Cry team to go and kick ass. Yeah, pretty well, much. What right. else do you need to know? <laughs> but having but, said that, I think a lot of people will appreciate it Devil May Cry's lore might find some closure and find something to like. But that's all I'm going to say. So, well, yeah. I mean, Let's not spoil it. Uh. Yeah, okay, yeah, I we're mean, not spoiling I, it. That's all I'm going to say, yeah. I, the ha- ending is kind of cool. Having <laughs> had a look at the story and lore, finger quotes, um, people who get into the lore for Devil May Cry, I mean, you'd... You, they, they are guys. Yeah, there, there are, are people. people yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they like I the mean, game more, but at least I you know like there's the something for them. I think the same people who say that Halo has the most rich sci-fi history ever made. <laughs> I guess so. Probably the same people who made the wiki pages and stuff. You know what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> guys, like, I mean, like it's like complaining about Street Fighter not having enough character development. What? No, we just don't know <laughs> what combos does this guy do, and how do I win with him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's different strokes with different folks. Speaking of strokes, uh, what do you think about the combat now, hey John? Yeah, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, I don't know, like, I mean, you expect this from a Devil May Cry game in terms of, like, you see part 3's tight combat, you see part 4's... I mean, the level design's one thing, but the combat itself, no complaints right there. Uh-huh. This yeah. one, again, three different styles, like, da- uh, Nero with his, like, um, devil breaker, devil grabbing system, and his exceed system as well, where basically you can supercharge your sword like an en- like a bike engine. Like in part four. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in part four. They brought that back for this game, actually. Hmm. So, it, in, so if, if you're a fan of the characters, like Nero and Dante from previous games, and if you're, like, a, 
hoping that they still bring back those mechanics. Like, yeah, they're back with a little few tweaks here and there. So, like, they're all improved versions of their previous self. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nero, unfortunately, I would say is the most bare bones of the okay. three because it's basically sword, gun, and your your robot arm. I mean, it makes sense within the game law. Well, it also makes the sense. With... And, you know, I mean, from a de- from and a also... design perspective, it works because. De Niro yeah. is your basic character if you want to go advance and he's the guy you yeah, start yeah, yeah. with so yeah. you, you don't want to be like encumbered with uh, too many things to press which is what will happen around stage 10 when they bring back Dante and they bring back Dante and everything is there is like if, you've, if you're a veteran of the game you will kind of have a problem with the first 10 stages because it's literally you just waiting to, when do I get to shine yeah. why yeah. do I feel so limited and once you reach uh, like uh, mission 10 when you finally get to Dante and it's like oh this is everything I've always wanted to do and I would say that is when the game truly shines and also at the same time you know what I love the new weapons too like I remember that one joke people kept making about how Dante would carry a sword the size of a, like a motorcycle yep and now his sword is literally yeah, a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Cavalier, I think. It's basically two motorcycles. It's like a motorcycle yeah. split in half and you use it like a giant-ass sword chainsaw thing. It is amazing. I mean, that's the ultimate. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's actually one of my favorite weapons too because of the way you use it. It's a heavy weapon and you can actually have a bit of armor while your attack animation is going on. So you can get hurt, but you don't get interrupted. That's a nice feeling, you know, getting it, getting it through and everything. And also launching people up in yeah, the I mean, air. If, I'd like to think that if you're swinging a half-ton motorcycle at someone, like, you wouldn't get fucking interrupted. <laughs> true that, true that. Yes. Unfortunately, you like, will. Momentum allows you to just be able to like, drop it on someone. I think like, if you're an enemy or if you're like you know one of the mob looking at this man like crushing your friends with a sword that is literally a motorcycle, you will also stand in awe and wonder what the <laughs> fuck am I And the way that right Dante now? just, <laughs> just uses it is like, it's full of grace. Demons. Like, oh, he's super strong. I mean, we know he's super strong, but holy crap, half a motorcycle on one. And, yeah. You know what I love? I love launching a guy into the air and doing donuts yes, mid-air. keeping him yes. juggling. <laughs> when you're in like, sword master mode, I mean, like, Dante has his four styles. When you're in sword master yes. mode, up in the air, you press circle. What the hell, man? It's... And he's literally doing mid-air donuts, keeping the, the combo going. And I just remembered that was the point in the game because I came into the into Devil May Cry. Like everybody knows my love for the DMC. Coming remake. in full yeah. of vinegar. I was like, I, I had medium to low expectations because I was like bracing myself for disappointment. But that moment when I unlocked the Cavalier and I realized that okay, your sword is also a motorcycle. It's literally a motorcycle. You can ride it, <laughs> and you, it, you can break it up into. You can dual wield it as well. So it's like, that moment is when I realized, oh my god, I fucking yeah. love this series because shit and like this happens. And the other weapons will also be mentioned. The hat we mentioned earlier on, Dr. Faust. Basically, it's a weapon that lets what? you spend your... It's a hat. Yeah, it's a cowboy You hat. actually use red orbs as ammunition. But you actually get back more if you hit an enemy, especially when you have an S or an A ranking combo. It is the only weapon that requires a little bit of str- uh, strategy. Strategy, strategy, <laughs> strategy, yeah. huh? Because you're spending red orbs, which is the currency of so the game. So it's kind of like a gambling system, yes. almost. I wouldn't say it's a gambling system. I would say it's like um, if you know how to utilize it properly, and if you know how to chain your attacks perfectly, uh, for the amount of orbs you spend, the amount of orbs you get back. So it's a great way to farm for red orbs, which is essential if you want to unlock yeah. everything. So this game is teaching uh, high-risk investments to gamers. By, by, no, no, by wow. also putting a, your same cowboy hat on a demon and hitting it. Yes. Yeah. So it's literally the mechanic is you have this cowboy hat. Uh-huh. 
and then if you throw it and it lands on a demon, and if you attack it, it starts dropping red orbs. Did but if it attacks you, you lose the, you lose the combo. And the orbs did, as well too. Did this and the orbs as did well. Did this hat exist in previous games? No, yeah. it's new. And so they copy Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's really awesome, dude. This is yeah. genius. <laughs> because the thing is, right, like, I see myself uh, before every, like, stage, like, okay, planning out, okay, I'm gonna throw the hat first, and then I'm gonna ride on a motorcycle onto his face, launch him into the air, jump up with him, switch to sword, uh, yeah, sword, master. sword master, juggle him as much as I can, okay, switch to gunslinger, shoot him as I'm landing, he stays up in the air, I hit his friend before he lands, I keep the combo going that way. I throw the hat on him instead. And it's basically, like, for all Devil May Cry fans, right, it's planning your combo and yeah, executing yeah. it. And it, it, it does it flawlessly. I would say... 14-year-old me is orgasming right now. Is, the 30, 39-year-old me is orgasming me right now. <laughs> orgasming me. Orgasming. Okay, apparently this <laughs> game is so good, we're actually flabbergasted with words on the podcast. We're yeah. flabbergasted because, you know what... Um, I have problems with DMC4. DMC4 suffers from very bad repetition, basically. very bad pacing, huge repetition, and repetition. Whereas this game kind of uh, is leaner. I mean, you don't fight that much. I mean, okay. One of the complaints I have is that the enemy variety is quite limited. Uh. You fight the same uh, enemy types over and over again, and they all have their very specific uh, attack styles like you know yeah. some are close range some are armored some like yeah some actually air. throw ice in your face uh, if you don't pay attention so yeah be careful of that yeah you know and the thing is you'll fight the same things over and over again which can be like I don't know uh, I wouldn't say it's monotonous but I would say it's keeping it simple it's keeping it simple but I mean like why I would say that DMC the remake does things way better is because uh, just the genius of the red weapon blue weapon mechanic yeah and the fact that red enemies and blue enemies react to the different weapon colors. It's like that Ikuruga, you have to keep your like you have to keep yourself aware constantly of what weapon yep. you need to switch to and what does what damage to what. Yeah. Whereas a game like this, it doesn't have that kind of challenge, but it does have I think the only limitation with Devil May Cry is like how much of your arsenal can you fit into one combo? But that's more of yeah. like a Before, puzzle in itself, basically, for players to experiment. Yeah. I know. I mean, like, I would say that the best thing about Dante is that he, I mean, amongst the three characters, he's the one where, which allows you to express yourself in any way you want. Mm. And I guess, like, for people who are returning to the series, is like, that's what they're looking forward to. Is like, I just want to make amazing combos, put it up on YouTube, and show off to people how I earn my triple S ranks, mm -hmm. which is going to be a thing, which is going to be a thing for a long time. Because um, not only is Dante and uh, Nero back, uh, also, the ridiculous difficulty yeah, yeah, yeah. levels. I mean, we're talking back. about Dante oh. must die mode, where you can die with one hit if your life bar isn't upgraded, basically. Yes, Dante must die mode, heaven and hell yep. mode, hell and hell mode. And, like, when it comes to replayability, like, nobody plays Devil May Cry games for the story. Let's yeah. Just, everybody wants to basically be the best. Uh, Devil Hunter, yeah. <laughs> combo Smith, combo guy? I don't know. You, yeah, you just play for people who want to live in anime. Yeah, I mean, think of it this way. Like, I would equate Devil May Cry to games like Tony Hawk. Yeah. Where it's about getting the best score per level. Just instead of grinding on a curb, you're grinding on someone's face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and getting that S ranking for each difficulty. And being stylish as possible. Because it's like, I will not equate Devil May Cry to games like God of War or games like even like Metal Gear Revengeance, which is also in the stylish action genre. Yeah. Also Platinum Games. 
Also Platinum Also Games, a fun game too. A trend. Yeah, back. Also Hideki Kamiya. Oh, no, no, no. He, he's sort of like supervising that game. It was a different director and a different producer. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Supervise, just kind of like picking his head around the office door. I hope you're making us a good game. I hope you make more combos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? I think we've been gushing quite a bit about Devil May Cry. You want to kind of mention any of the like lit- the, the cons well, or the weaknesses I have a question yes, do, I have do. a question does this have microtransactions of course <laughs> oh damn yeah. it's also got like DLC it's got aesthetic DLC like you can buy Mega Man's Mega Buster arm for Nero oh Jesus well, it I has an interesting I kind of wish that was unlockable in the game but uh, yeah me too right it's like because the thing is I've seen uh, people play it online already and I was like oh they yeah. look so cool you paid, you paid you five bucks yeah, right. so how much did you pay for a job I didn't pay for it I think it's about seven I don't know how much it is because right? I didn't actually check the microtransaction screen at all I'm surprised you didn't get it as soon as I know, as you I, know. Saw it. I, I no, know. but the I'm thing surprised. is, like, I, I like also how Capcom counteracts that with the fact that the first big DLC, which is the Bloody Palace mm. DLC, yeah. is free. Oh, okay. And Bloody Palace is essential to every single Devil May Cry game because it's literally, I mean, you haven't played any, right? Have you played the remake? I played the remake the first Remember the Bloody hours. Palace? I so, didn't get very far. So if you beat the game, it unlocks basically Bloody Palace. And Bloody Palace is. Imagine an arena, like a room, uh-huh. and the entire game spawns in that. Oh, Jesus. And then, like, keep that combo going, sir. <laughs> You're fighting through the roster now. <laughs> that is... Wow. And th- that is what every DMC hardcore fan loved. It- it's like, since I think the second game... Or, no, the first game had... Uh, Palace, I think right? it was the second... It was I actually the shittier one. Second game actually had... It was the shitty game. Yeah. <laughs> and then the- part three, part four had it. And to tradition. Which has become a staple in stylish action games. Like from Ninja Gaiden to Bayonetta. You need to have that one stage where basically... Here's a room. Everything spawns in there. Have fun. Yeah. Do your best. Keep the combo going. By the way, that's like the final reward. Like, here is like everything. <laughs> have fun. I think the best way... Like uh, one reviewer I read who I follow I think he said like Devil May Cry is a game that is two kitchen sinks yeah it throws the kitchen sink and then like here's another one yeah <laughs> because an even bigger kitchen sink with <laughs> yes. the original kitchen sink in it <laughs> you like the kitchen sink here's yes. another one <laughs> it's like I mean that, that, that the moment where again I'm using my sword slash motorcycle to juggle <laughs> like somebody in the air while I'm contemplating where to throw my cowboy hat to next it's like you know what this is video yeah. games this is what I want I think yeah, yeah. And, I think um, yeah we've been talking about this quite uh, I mean if we want to look for cons I mean I do have one nitpick it's not even detrimental like I kind of figured like if you're on Sons of Sparta or um, Dante Must Die mode I kind of hope, was hoping the enemies had additional attacks open up like how Bayonetta 1 and 2 did with when they go to like the harder difficulties but they just hit harder, yeah, They just hit harder, which is a good challenge in itself because you're not supposed to get hit. But at the same time, I kind of like to be surprised. Like when I was fighting uh, the twins in uh, Bayonetta One, like Grace and Glory, the angels, they had new attacks yeah. in the harder difficulties. In this one, they just throw mm. like a le- an enemy that intro- was introduced in the later stages into like the first three stages, which is fine and all. But maybe some surprises would be nice so that people will be on your guard, you know, in a sense. Yeah, or I would say like similar to maybe like the Ninja yes. Gaiden games where yeah. if you play on the harder difficulty, oh here's an enemy you haven't seen before. Yes. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Learn this apparently now. more and enemies like, suicide uh-huh. bomb you when they're like lost your legs and stuff, like something like that. Yeah. You know that that special Genesuka nineties. I'm sorry, a late two thousand challenge. You know, mm. like basically like 
I know we're asking for a lot because I just mentioned that this game is two kitchen sinks, but then there's also a part of me that wishes. There was Where's a third kitchen sink? I need another kitchen sink so I have a set. I want the kitchen <laughs> yeah, sink that explodes in my face in the harder difficulty, basically. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, I want a kitchen sink, then you throw the next one, and I want that other kitchen sink yes. which I cannot dodge. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna surrender to this game. This yeah, game is yeah. too genius. I mean, like, for me, my only, uh, like, qualm about The Devil May Cry 5 is. It's a bit short. Actually, was mm. Devil May Cry 3 it's long? I mean, actually, that's considered the better Devil May Cry before Part 5 came in. It's the best one amongst the classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, and I, I don't remember it, it that long, uh, actually. It wasn't yeah. long. No, but I would say this, right? In terms of um, what your, you know, your storage capacity is nowadays. Yeah. Like, you know, games ship on Blu-rays now. How and big is the file size for DMC5? Oh, there's about, I think, 50 gigs on my PC. So, a pretty damn big. It's pretty damn big, because what I feel like is, it's mostly graphics. I think it is, you know? Because Just Cause 3 was 60 gigs? Yeah, there you go. But it's like, it's 20 stages, but 20 stages revolving around the same location. So, mm. it could also be as uh, the, the problem of, like, things feel a bit too mm-hmm. samey after a while. Like, there isn't enough, like, uh, variety in level design or in true platforming. That, there is barely any platforming. But then, like, you know, I, who the hell is asking for platforming in a Devil May Cry <laughs> game? Oh, wait, me, because I, I prefer the remake. Or not just, yeah. not just platforming, but, like, maybe, know, I mean, maybe taking a page from Bayonetta, there are actually some sections where you're on a bike or on a plane or something. Like, yeah, the yeah, something stage to or something, right? Mix it up. I know what you mean. I know they're doing the mixing it up with uh, three different characters, but maybe a little bit more, like, in terms of, like, hey, running on a 2D level, like in Near Automata or something. I mean, something that goes over the top in Devil yeah. May Cry's kind of universe that works. So, it's like, again, this is still a great game. I mean, I still recommend people to buy it, but at the same time, time will tell whether this... I mean, honestly, right now, at this point in time, I don't think it's any better than the first two Bayonetta games. But, it's still... Oh, wow. Good. It's yeah, still good. I agree. Okay. I mean, I think that's also something I, I totally agree with you on in the fact that we have had games like Bayonetta, like Nier Automata that does yeah. three kitchen and dif- in different ways, you know, they're and presented the is, in different ways. <laughs> exactly. And then when you play a game like Devil May Cry, it's so... Uh, I would say if you're a fan of the series, it's like, you know what? Whatever that is that you love, yeah, yeah. here it is again. Uh-huh. And, and you love it. And the fact that, you know, you still have those multiple difficulty levels and like just infinite replayability uh, but then also like I, I like you know in accordance to, to what John said is like yeah there's also part of me that Nier Automata exists Bayonetta exists it's like they yeah, do yeah. way more so you are holding it against this game that's not made by Platinum not just that well, not just that not I'm really. just holding I'm it in action game standards basically yeah because I think because Platinum is now the Platinum standard yeah they, pretty much yeah, 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 there you go <laughs> So, I mean, like, it's, it's nothing against DMC5. DMC5, I would say, is the gold standard. But then the thing is, we've seen, like, games do things way better. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's just nice to know that the game that spawned it all, st- like, this old man still so got, got a few yeah. tricks. Game. Yeah. It proves that Capcom does know what it's doing still. Yeah. You know, it lost its way for six years. It took its yeah. time, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? In a way, let's maybe just wrap up this review. So, what do you think, uh, DMC5? I would give this... Probably an 8 out of 10. I mean, that's still a damn good rating, oh, dude. Wow. I mean, sure, it's not going to compare to the games yeah. you mentioned, but at the same time, I had a hell of a lot of fun just playing as Nero in the first stage. Yeah. I mean, getting hyped up from the cutscene and then actually playing it, doing the combos, 
using the I forgot which devil breaker was it the one where we have the rocket flying around and the one that gives you the punchline punchline punch punch yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the air dashing one as well that was actually really good too I would say like I like the one that stops time <laughs> because then like you can really maximize your hits I would say I'm in accordance with you I would definitely give it 8 to close to 8.5 it is not as good as the DMC remake. DMC remake to me is still 9.5. Wow. And in terms of like the gold standard, the platinum standard, and then there's your amazing obsidian, unbreakable diamond standard would be like the Ninja Gaiden games. Like in terms of challenge, in terms of like, you know, expressing yourself. Weapon variety, enemy variety. Yeah. Abilities, combos. But I would say like, you know what? Um, I love DMC 5. I would say definitely uh, in the running for best game of the year very early wow. on. I, 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 oh, I, uh, that, that's, a, that's a really good call because I might use that and Resident Evil 2 but I'll decide later what will be my top 5 or top yeah, 10. Yeah, because I, I would say for the first uh, quarter of 2019 Capcom delivered two yeah. A-plus games. Yeah, and yeah. everyone else was kind of eh. Sure, you want to play Far Cry again? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you want to play Anthem? Don't. <laughs> I don't know which other, other uh, or even like Platinum Games try to up the game and make hopefully another Ninja Gaiden or another better Bayonetta I believe we know there's a Bayonetta yeah, yeah. 3 coming but out I don't know about sure. Ninja Gaiden because who knows maybe I just hope that. they don't lock it down to the like to the, just Nintendo actually they might Bayonetta 2 still <laughs> yeah might, because right? it's Platinum yeah. god damn it yeah because uh, Nintendo did say they've helped save some Platinum property and everyone's going, Scalebound? And everyone's going, no, not Scalebound, the <laughs> other one. At least the classic Bayonetta is available on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, and yeah, like that game is definitely a 9 upon 10. Uh, but you know what? I'm still suffering from the fact that Metal Gear Revengeance is still not available in our region. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's That's some bullshit. Because fuck Konami. <laughs> yeah, fuck Konami royally. Oh, and I also do hope that, like, if they have some announce, uh, really cool things to announce, like middle of the year or so, that Capcom can continue this winning streak. Well, up, E3 so. is just three months away. Who knows? Yeah. We're gonna what? start getting through E3 leaks very soon. You know, if Tecmo Koei announces another Ninja Gaiden, and I was very disappointed with Ninja Gaiden Three and Yaiba. Yeah, that was bad. Those were, those yeah, Yaiba was terrible. <laughs> what, what's the point of this game? Yo, like I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like, if they can somehow pull that out, like you know what? Yeah, then we see who is the true king of the stylish action genre. Yeah. So there you go, Last King fans. Devil May Cry Five, highly recommended by your friends here at the Last King. Buy this game; you will enjoy it. Okay, it's fun for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of family, even fun, Tiny Tim, <laughs> even Tiny Tim, who's With his got pearly ass legs and his one leg. <laughs> Or tiny Nero with his one arm. What? Yeah. <laughs> Devil breaker hand. And speak. Devil picker. <laughs> and speaking of one arm behind your back. <laughs> shall, oh. Shall we go straight into it? That's the segue. I think we have to. Dude. We enough. have to. That's the segue. And speaking of cats, <laughs> that is a plot point for some reason. Yeah. Um. So we finally have the final cap. Sorry, the final Marvel movie. <laughs> you must say Capcom. <laughs> the final cap. The final Capcom movie, right? The final cats. Calm. Huh. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom here. The yeah. final Marvel movie before Endgame. Captain Marvel. And... Eh. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you know... Well, but we're gonna have to talk about it. We've got review? like, what, 30 yeah. minutes left? <laughs> yeah. So the, There's a lot to unpack here. The storyline is pretty damn boilerplate. It's an origin story where this time they're mixing up with an amnesia subplot and uh, kind of a twist on the standard... Uh, big bad villain 
which kind of everyone saw coming because they kind of spoiled it in Guns of the Galaxy. Hey, who would have guessed that two of the villains from Guns of the Galaxy being on the side of the hero would be a twist of some kind? Is anyone going to jump in? I don't no. know if we should. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but the point is, yeah, it's... The, the movie itself is just... It's just a lot of setups and a lot of things building up to Avengers 4, and that's about it. As a film by itself, it pulled up, <laughs> per se. I mean, I think probably the big problem here right now is um, Brie Larson isn't that interesting a character when you want to look at her. Like, the way she talks, the way she acts. One moment, she's actually doing some camaraderie thing, you know, like... Um, with Nick Nick Fury and all that uh, early in the 90s and then the, the next the moment cop stuff, yeah, right? the buddy yeah. cop stuff which actually to be honest that's actually kind of fun to watch it was enjoyable yeah but then you she just becomes who am I what am I and all that and then goes to ass kicking mode like halfway through like it doesn't feel like she's written well per se like she's just yeah. acting for the sake of the plot not so much as someone like Steve Rogers in uh, Captain America or yeah, Iron I, Man I, in uh, or Tony Stark in Iron Man yeah I mean the the main difference here is, like, for example, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. They were both kind of in an ebb in their career before they got picked up by Marvel. Because right? Downey Jr. was literally a pariah when he got picked up for Iron Man. Uh, he had one um, Shane Black movie under his belt, which made no money. And Kiss Kiss it. Bang Bang, which is amazing. Yeah, Watch it's it. a great film. <laughs> yeah, Chris Evans was still kind of recoiling from the Fantastic Four butchery. But then again, he was in Sunshine. Great film. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is an Bowie movie, which kind of did okay. And then, yeah, Chris Hemsworth was just uh, he, some he Aussie came guy. Out of surfing, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, the three of them. Oh my God. How delicious. Okay. He's a gorgeous man. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by comparison, Brie Larson is definitely an up-and-coming star who has been delivering some truly outstanding performances in the last five or six years that she's been active. Yeah, I think the last movie we've probably... I mean, was it Girl on the Train or was it Room? The Room. The room, room was the best one. That's room the one where was, she got her Oscar. Yeah. I watched Room on a plane, having had a few uh, glasses of wine, and I was a blubbering mess. Jesus Christ. You started menstruating and everything. It was <laughs> so emotionally... It just wrecked emotional havoc on me as a person. And it was, yeah, because she just delivered such a nuanced, powerful, desperate performance. And even in Kong Skull Island, where she's a lesser character, she was having fun and enjoying herself. So what was it in this Marvel movie where they kind of sucked the life out of her and make her this Mary Sue (laughs) kind of character? Yeah. (laughs) They've done it with, um... Oh, crap. Black yeah, Black Panther. Panther. <laughs> um, I forgot who the actor's name is. Sorry. Chadwick Boseman. Thank you, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. Amazing yeah. actor. But um, yeah, you could tell he was like, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm, dis- I'm doing this yeah, yeah. now. And then now Brie yeah, Larson would, uh, for Captain like, Marvel. For me, like Brie Larson feels like how I felt watching Jennifer Lawrence in the X-Men movies after her Oscar. Yes. Yeah. Like she felt like this was so beneath her that she didn't need to put in any effort. But also at the same time, uh, you know what? You can't really blame the actress. Sometimes it could be also the powers that be. It I could think be the writing, the direction, the directing. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's the thing. writing was adequate, but nothing amazing. The directors, I have never heard of either of them before. They did. Uh, what, they did Nelson, Health Nelson. Right? That was actually a really good movie. I, 
It's a fantastic film with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's also 10 years old. Yeah, yep. how the hell did these writers and directors have the talent sucked out of them when doing this? It's a template, template I think formula. Because, you know what? This is my conspiracy theory. Every amazing director who directs a Disney Marvel film isn't really directing. They just put attaching their name Through to it. Through that. I think we've seen that with Ryan Coogler. I mean, that's that's the that's the truth. Because the thing is, right, unless you're the Russo brothers where like, oh, okay, you can kind of see that they're doing stuff. And then like you'll see things like Solo and like, yeah, the guy didn't care. You know yeah, I mean? well, that was because, you know, Ron Howard is just the most reliable... Fixer-upper guy, main. yeah. But yeah. he didn't do 100% of the movie. He did he the t- last... He touched it up. He did the last 60%. Yeah. After and Lord and Miller royally shut the bed, apparently. True. But then we, we wouldn't know because, you know, that that version never came out. Yeah, we'll So much was reshot. But I think the main issue with... Is not Brie Larson, is that there was other forces at hand which stymied it. Either it's... Not great directing, not great writing. Maybe it's, you know, powers that be producers saying we can't really explore this shit because you can't steal the thunder of Endgame. But I would also say it is Brie Larson's fault because that's the performance she gave. True that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you can blame all the, the, the like the powers that be. You can blame the director, the producer, her mood that day, or maybe catering was off. But at the same time, that's the finished product. That is what she delivered. So, like, for me, like, watching this uh, as a movie, as the protagonist, as the one thing everybody needed to kind of rest on, right? Like, yeah, she doesn't really have anything about... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love her work. I love her as an actress, but she didn't just... She didn't care. You know, I won't say she didn't care. She just didn't hit the ball past... The f- I don't know. She, I would say it was such a. It was a second base performance. It yeah, wasn't yeah. a home yeah. run. It's like you're it sort was, of cashing a check, but at least she puts a little bit of effort, but not the highest full effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, like, if you want to say phoning it in, like Jude Law phoned it in. Samuel L. Jackson yeah, was. Yeah. Just I mean, that's, that's probably the only well, fun I mean, part about I, Samuel L. Jackson. He has fun here. Well, it's because, yeah, Samuel Jackson always just is like, hey, I'm having fun. I'm an old man in a movie. Hey, the age young. Well, the age old man in this one. Yeah. Which, by the way, it looks actually, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is generally astounding how well that even Coulson didn't look rubber-faced or anything. Well, a little bit for me though. Like a Coulson, little bit. But like, like when he was in Direct Sunlight, it was a bit like. Mm. There's something about whoever did the uh, the lighting for like Coulson. Like, yeah, you didn't quite really nail it. But the thing is. Maybe more emphasis was put on Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, because he's the bigger name, whereas Clark Gregg... He appears in the few scenes. I wouldn't say yeah. that. He's a glorified TV actor. Maybe he's not... He's Much, I love Clark Gregg, by the way. This is not shitting on him. I'm just saying, comparing the two... True that. Yeah. But clearly... The, you know who is the bigger name. But clearly the budget went towards that de-aging technique because that action... And fixing his hair because the, bloody the hair. action scenes it so in bad this... In the trailers. I don't know. It's like... there. I don't remember a single thing about what happened when... Captain Mar- I mean, of course, she became binary, I guess, but that's it. I mean, everything else, like, she just blows things up and nothing really stands out. And that second last fight before the ships came in at the end. Mm-hmm. Where they played I'm Just a Girl. I do not know what the hell was happening because it was all so dark. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, uh... It was kind of poorly lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the, you, the thing is, right, you can't say it's poorly lit because you could have CGI'd the fuck Exactly. Out of it. It's yeah. strange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's something in the color grading, or, I mean, but then again, uh, whenever there's an overemphasis on darkness, is either they're trying to hide something, mm-hmm. or they're trying to edit past something. And I think it's the yeah. former. Yeah, it's probably it's both. Both. Either. I mean, like if you were to say compare it to something like, like Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm-hmm. is colorful as fuck, and every action scene looks like it is meant to be there. Yeah. Whereas this one is, it's like, 
even that scene in was it the the train where she's fighting the, train, the old lady? Yep, yep. Yeah. And it's like, all right, didn't we see this action bit in Spider-Man already? Like, yeah. This doesn't. This looks too familiar. It, and there were a, a lot of repeats of stuff we've seen before. Even a big reveal with a particular kind of uh, furry creature <laughs> seems very it. familiar. No, everybody is probably oh, yeah. talking about it. When the Flurkin becomes full Flurkin, it yeah. looks just like Groot's moment <laughs> in the first Guardians movie. It is like probably yeah we still have some like alternate takes left we, we can just throw that yeah. in here I think yeah. this is Again, like the little nod towards uh, the comic because that's the same exact creature in the Captain Marvel comics so. yeah although they've renamed it Goose instead of Chewie uh, the because, 90s I thing guess, yeah. so they want to confuse uh, the IPs uh, which is strange because they own both properties I know but I guess it's <laughs> I guess it's some executive saying we can't get them confused between the Chewie of this money maker and the Chewie of this money maker so Goose it is sure. you know after Top Gun and stuff yeah, yeah. Which makes sense, I guess. Because she's a pilot uh, yeah. from the 90s. So she loves 80s movies. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know what? Let's just all agree on this. Story-wise, it is... It's m- the most by-the-book Marvel movie, I think, yeah, it, we've it, seen it in does, recent years. I mean, it's not doing anything new, but I don't think that's the reason people are going to watch this movie. Because no, they're watching it because... Reasons. It's Be- a Marvel movie. And, because it's a Marvel movie. And it's their first uh, female-led thing under the Marvel movie banner. Yeah. Electra doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> then again, uh, but I mean, I mean, if, if people are going it for that reason, sure, fine. But the thing is, it's not a great film. It, it's, I mean, what, what really disappointed me was the fact that I was actually rooting for Captain Marvel because, um, like, this is before the controversies, before all the, like, before she started yeah Brie Larson's mouth, been pretty talkative really hoping I mean I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna address that I mean unless I mean, you guys want to but no, for me it basically she said something which was taken out of context overblown by people who were looking for reasons to hate her I wouldn't say taken out of context but she said something in a way that could have been misrepresented in so many different ways yeah, and because, people latch yeah. on to whatever version they want yeah I mean it was a game of Chinese whispers that by the end you know She's it, not Chinese. But the crazy not. thing, this is actually <laughs> what's making people buying these tickets for this film because of the controversy and, you know, Brie Larson doing interviews like that and opening them out. Which, to me, it's it is, all it is, clever yeah. marketing. Oh, no, it's absolutely... It absolutely played into Disney's favor, which is why it's so funny when I was like, oh, no one's going to see this movie. We're going to boycott it. It's like, just imagine all these, like, lonely men at home saying, no one's going to watch this movie. And then looking at the... Did you see people are calling conspiracy theories about the box office numbers? <laughs> Why, really? Yeah, I mean, it's expected, but like, yeah. They said it's made almost half a billion dollars in its opening weekend. And a lot of comments are like, oh, what are the sources for these claims? Yeah, what are the sources? The box office <laughs> numbers? No, but who's reporting it? Everyone. Because I got the number from Hollywood Reporter, but yeah. I haven't gotten the official number for MDB. I think Box Office Mojo tends to be the most accurate one, and they're yeah. the ones giving they the numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it should be out. Yeah. No, but then again, Black Panther made almost a billion dollars very quickly. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, the thing is, nobody is going to Marvel movies for the quality. They're going to Marvel movies because it's an event. Because, it's an institution at this point. Yeah, it's come to a point where you have to see the Marvel movie because when Avengers Endgame or whatever Marvel property rolls around the next time, you, you gotta be part of the conversation. You gotta be up to date. Yeah. Which is, that's the genius of the Marvel movies is like, they, they can shit out the, the template movie over and over again and they have... Yeah. And yeah, yeah, okay, it's gonna make money. And the thing is, is that it's not like they're producing a subpar piece of entertainment. It's competently made. Yeah. It's. I don't think Marvel at this point are capable of making a bad movie in terms of like 
I actively mean, I would say yeah poorly made it can be boring it could be rote it can be kind of like that what's the is point? a bad movie like what I'm saying is that you know if, if you want to say it's a competent movie like everybody's made a competent movie <sighs> nobody's made a movie that fell apart that you know it's unwatchable you mean like uh, Batman v Superman? Exactly. Yeah. It's not unwatchable. You can still watch it's, it. Technically, it's a movie. Te- it has a beginning, middle, technically, and Technically, as in the projector didn't burn down. Yes, it's a watchable <laughs> movie. But you understand what I'm saying, right? It's yeah. Like, it's a movie. It, it came out. It's there. It exists. And, it, like, th- and we can't constantly say like it's competent because at least it's a movie. It's like, yeah, but that's every movie. I'm not saying it, it's a movie. I'm just saying that in terms of generally, I would say it's a higher quality than a lot of movies which are released just on average i mean but the thing is i also agree but with the fact it's that's not good enough anymore yeah it's not good enough anymore no, because the thing is, is. Like, they is. what marvel is doing right now is that they're contributing to its own mediocrity yeah because the thing is they have reached a kind of like a like a minimal effort kind of like no lowest common denominator yeah this let's is, just call it for what it is this is the equivalent of a final year student who has their thesis coming up and they have like this one exam they just shit out on the way yeah where they just need to pass it doesn't matter in terms of like the grand scheme exactly of it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. In the it's grand that scheme missing piece in the jigsaw puzzle the shitty looking missing piece to I mean, like, have that old picture together and I think like like what I'm on the side of is like as a comic book fan and yeah. as a person who is like okay they did an amazing job with uh, Iron Man because yeah. that's a C tier character that became A tier because of a movie absolutely and then they did an amazing job with Guardians of the Galaxy because you took a very creative director like uh, James, James Gunn. Gunn James Gunn gave him free reign and he he took D list characters even E list I would say yeah yeah they're definitely yeah, DC, nobody cared you know. about Rocket Raccoon until that movie came out yeah yeah exactly and now he yeah. is one of the core elements of Endgame like it, what the fuck pretty much mm. that, that's pretty cool you know and, yeah. I mean. and so like the thing is is like with the the streak that Marvel has so far with uh taking lesser characters because like for the longest time everybody like the A team is definitely Spider Man and the X Men. That's it. Yeah. Nobody cares about everybody else. Okay, B tier would be like Captain America. Or yeah. Ghost Rider. And some of or the, the Punisher. Yeah. And then like you have your C tier, which is Iron Man, like Black Panther. I think Black Panther would be B. Black Panther is yeah, C, he, right? He became B tier yeah. recently. No, since the beginning. Really? Black Panther has always been a big deal. Oh. And the thing is, the, the thing is, like Black Panther when he came out in the sixties was a super big deal. That yeah. even the Black Panthers named themselves after him. Oh, so it was that way around. It's that way yeah, around. Black Panther around. came first. Then <laughs> the Black Panthers named themselves Black Panther. <laughs> That's cool. Some history for you guys. Okay, Stanley so, named the the, the militant. Lib- so technically, Sam Jackson was in Black Panther. Nope. He was a Black Panther member. Sure. Whatever. He was in Black Panther. Not even. Hey. <laughs> but I would say this is like, um, like they were also kind of inconsistent in a way. Like they they have like really complex characters like the Mandarin. Yeah. And then they they kind of decided to be like, okay, let's be very different with this. And like you know, to me, like the Mandarin was one of the most polarizing representations ever because, like, for fans like me, is like, okay, you messed it up. And then there'll be fans <laughs> like like John's on the side where he actually likes the difference. Oh, I yeah, because it a lot. it's a story twist. I like yeah, the subversion. It's a nice story yeah, twist. but like for me, it's like that was like I was waiting so hard back then for when are they going to introduce the magical element? Yeah, and like to me, Mandarin would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Like him and the Ten Rings versus Iron Man, the special effects extravaganza. I was looking forward to, and I didn't get. Yeah, I like. I was expecting. You know what would be amazing at the end of Iron Man three when he summons Fin Fang Foom and this giant three headed dragon has to battle Iron Man. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's it. Comic book, 
uh, comic books are amazing. Take my money. Yeah. Well, again, and it took Disney them all very, the way to Doctor Strange before Disney, they finally said, "Here's some magic." Very risk averse, and also it was when Ike Palmata was still ahead, and he was bingo. Just so old man set in his ways about movies. I wouldn't even say old man set. I would say like he is actually. He was also a hack. True that. I mean, I would say he's very fiscally motivated because mm-hmm. to him, it's always about what the test audiences want. What yeah. The, the screenings uh, what, what was the data that they're getting yeah so it's like I mean it's very apparent right now when it comes to the Marvel movies where it's mostly about like we need to include things that people are talking about mm-hmm. and it feels to me like a lot of the more recent Marvel movies seem to be written by the thoughts of Twitter yeah you know and the thing is it's like I would rather where are all these amazing comic book writers with, with like amazing characters or amazing stories or all this history that you can just tap into and like why don't we just tap on that because it's like as much as I dislike uh, uh, what uh, this Captain Marvel movie is, yeah, what really gets at me is like the wasted potential. Yeah, it's like I'm really like thinking like you had everything laid out for you, and instead of focusing on a character that would you know give some sort of um, resonance to what's going to happen in Endgame. Yeah, because I feel that at the end of Captain Marvel, they did not establish anything about her that made me think that. So how's she gonna fix everything? Yeah, I mean, she fires photon blasts and she can blow up spaceships. Like, cool. How's yes, she gonna beat Thanos? It was awesome, but you know, I was just thinking, you know, Stormbreaker was also pretty damn powerful as well. Yeah, why not use Stormbreaker to defeat Thanos? You know, Stormbreaker did defeat Thanos briefly. Exactly. Yes. He just it, missed. It's Thor. It's not Stormbreaker's fault. Thor, you idiot. And yeah. Then, also, same with Star Lord. Thor, Star Lord, you idiot. <laughs> we almost had this. So, but ugh. Um, like they could have done so much and they gave us a movie that's two hours long I mean at least it's shorter than your average it's shorter than your average but and I nothing think there's happens a, okay maybe yeah I mean obviously we know that we've been harping on negative although there is one little positive note I will actually bring up Goose what they did with the scroll in this particular film okay see that's that one, was of, the few, that's yeah. one of the few things. times where I thought you know what okay I can I, I like it when they changed that that was cool yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, that cool. was good Yeah, and yeah. also I think Ben Mendelsohn is having a time of his life. Oh, he's my favorite. That's that guy, yeah. <laughs> Talos is, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Uh, also, a cool supporting considering guy. Considering that, that he was kind of not amazing in Rogue One and Ready Player One, to have him really just shine in this one, it's just yeah. so gratifying. I mean, not quite evil, but not quite good. You know, that sort of like vibe from, a, yeah, you know, it was, a leader it was the kind of, of an alien race. Charismatic yeah. antagonist that we've been wanting for a while. Yeah. I agree. And I was like, and he was different. He was different from Captain Marvel. It's like he was relying on subterfuge and wit rather than just being the equal. Exactly. But then yeah, yeah. They changed it and they did the same thing. And now it's my time for a rant. Go for it. Uh, I'm sick and tired of Marvel introducing things where it could be different, and then they go back to the same old shit. They introduce sidekicks who are meant to have kind of interesting backstories and do nothing with them. Yes. It's a repeat mm-hmm. of the Warriors 3. Oh, we have three interesting, charismatic individuals who sit around and literally fucking eat instead of, you know, solving Thor's problem. Or then just die in front of Hela because they're so fucking pointless. Or like Rhodey from Iron Man. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like... Like, he was on his way up to being something vital and important to the, to the ensemble and they just cripple him. Yeah, like, even, <laughs> you know, in Black Panther, which I really liked... Okoye is being set up to be like almost Manape <laughs> Manape he's my yeah. favourite yeah that's, that's his character name Manape. yeah that's his character name <laughs> but no like characters like Okoye who are meant to be like almost equivalent levels of power they do nothing for half the movie because mm. oh, it's meant to be like the hero's personal journey 
two stuff with your supporting cast. Exactly. Like, don't get Gemma Chan in to just sit around for 10 minutes and be oh, a less was... interesting Gamora. Yeah, she was yes. pretty wasted <laughs> yeah, in that one. Yeah, I love Gemma Chan. She is an amazing actor and they absolutely waste her. Mm. I'm so bitter about that. And stop making the hero fight a mirror image of themselves. But that's the template. Fuck the template. You, you, this yes. has been happening yes. since Iron, Iron Man, Man 1. <laughs> so I think... It's just a bit uh, more apparent in this one, should, especially. Wait, this time it's a man. <laughs> this yeah, time sure. we should we should say a thing like, after Endgame, this should be Marvel's opportunity to really wipe the sake clean and throw away that template because we don't need it anymore. We don't need a safe. Like, you could make a movie about the most unknown Z-list character. Like, you can make a solo magic movie and people would watch it. What do you think, John? I'm trying you to think. You You've been, like, not, holding back. Not really. No, no, no. That's the thing. I mean, I actually do agree with the whole, like, scroll thing, like I mentioned. But at the same time, yeah, there's a lot of wasted potential. So I'm really on the boat with you guys what here. Would you want to have what would you want to have done differently? Uh, just make it kind of like Thor Ragnarok, but have fun. With the right? yeah, just, just go have colorful, fun. Go, go crazy. If you want to go nineties, go very nineties. Okay, like I rather have her binary form happen halfway in the film, and then the other half, I'm going through all these different planets and for a plot point. But sure, it'll be templated, but at least I'll see something interesting and consistent. I mean, yeah. let's just okay. I know it's set in the nineties where you go, you got blockbusters and you got your Nirvana and stuff music coming in, but. Can you do it organically and not in a very forceful way? Oh, it felt very like, stop, here's an internet cafe. Here's go. internet dialogue. Here's Nirvana <laughs> in your dream sequence. Here's I'm just oh. a girl in your fight scene. You know, it's... It's a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Look how hip and popular we are. Oh, look, She's that's Street Fighter 2 in widescreen. What the fuck? You know? It's true. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> widescreen. What the too. fuck, man? <laughs> Wait, no, no. It was 4 by 3 No, no, it looked, it looked widescreen. That's an inadequate representation yeah. of a Street Fighter 2 cat. Yes. <laughs> it was definitely... That looked like an emulator. You did. You did, yes. <laughs> you also noticed that. Yes, right? I that did. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this is the last game. We noticed stupid shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we make it matter for the last, for the next 10, 20 minutes. Not yeah. 90s enough. <laughs> and I didn't notice because I am not an old man. Because <laughs> you never grew up in the arcades. Poor thing. Indeed. I was neglected as a child. You were a zygote. <laughs> <laughs> you were a twinkle in your father's eye at that point in time. In 95? Nah, I was just... Where are you born again? 96. Thank you. 96? No, I can't remember. 92! You're just like uh, Captain Marvel. We're not so sure of your origin story. You <laughs> <laughs> could be a Kree for all you know. Yes. Yeah. What have you done with the real Thor? <laughs> he would have called me a misogynist by now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's, uh, the main thing I would have changed is like, the things that they hinted at where they could have really lent in hard with something like be brave with a template is make it more about the scroll twist about yes, it being I war agree. crimes and have her confront the fact that she was fighting for the equivalent of the space Nazis all this time and have I like, would have loved like, that spent the entire movie her coming to terms with like have her be full power but be fully like brainwashed by decree and then suddenly have a realization that she's been committing genocide and have her be that be her journey of redemption rather than like uh, we're not so sure we kind of kept her like half-assed tapped we didn't want us in on the I mean that would have been the perfect emotional impulse because like and Brie Larson would have been the she person could have nailed that. that yeah yeah, yeah. she would have the depth to pull that off I mean like to me like what made me roll my eyes the hardest was that her emotional impulse was looking back in her life and standing up in several different moments like 
Yeah, which... Wait, wait, no. Didn't we just agree that she's on... She's now switching sides because she doesn't believe in the genocide of the scrolls, And it's like, oh wait, now this whole thing is about her again. So it's like, all of a sudden, it felt yeah. to me like... there we go. This is where we can start being pseudo-intellectual. And like, yeah. it is ultimate uh, tokenistic allyship. Yes. It's like, they take the struggle of an oppressed minority and make it about the person rather than, you know, the oppressed minority. Bingo. There Bingo. we go, Medium. I wrote your thought piece for you. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the Vox article to just say this and then like, oh, we're gonna, then we're gonna, we're gonna get our money first. <laughs> I better release this episode quick <laughs> yeah please I want to sue someone <laughs> sure you want to marry sue someone too <laughs> marry sue too oh <laughs> uh, gosh okay so you know what let's just run it down piece by piece performances wise Brie Larson an amazing actress wasted on a character and on a story that really doesn't deserve her talents and she probably knew it and she just you know what I think this is her saying I need to just work through this movie then I can play the really interesting version in Endgame and the subsequent sequels hopefully because like but, you, you see what they did with Doctor Strange yeah and remember also Thor wasn't done right until the third try exactly and much as I like the original Captain America like you I feel like they really started exploring like the nuances in the second and third I would agree that he was like his art became super interesting in Civil War yeah uh, but I mean then we didn't even mention Jude Law fuck Jude Law's in this yeah that's the thing yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's how like, uninspiring this character is I mean he's just token bad guy that's it the main thing that I was focusing on was I couldn't tell was if he was wearing makeup or not he was like it was they probably de-aged him and like sure like it was <laughs> the most subtle red paint it was like it was just too subtle to be noticeable and it was just annoying me like if you're gonna be red be red like <laughs> don't what? don't be this half ass kind of you know sure oh I'm slightly pink like a salmon <laughs> maybe he really this? is pink <laughs> in real life know. I don't know like, okay, wait, wait, whatever wait. in the set made him flare is up it, is, from his allergies it, it's, or not, it's not a total hit fest Lash- uh, Lashana Lynch who played Mario Rambo her oh, best friend oh she was amazing yeah, she was fine she like she acted her ass off I love her monologue especially like, oh yeah I was like why isn't she a superhero why is she the best friend why did she appear in the second half of the film not like in the first half make like, her oh, Captain yeah. Marvel she seems to be well the technically her daughter is the online hate? kinda fuck the online hate okay technically yeah. her daughter is Dude, Captain Marvel they, so. they made Nick Fury black I didn't notice yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm a fan of both versions. Apparently, they're canon. One's sure. the dead. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Depending on which Ultimate series you read. Supporting cast. I mean, Jima Honsu, I like him. He's he, in it. He did nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Gemma He's just Chan, there because... Yeah. Gemma Chan well, is this wonderful person who, again... Wasted. They, they killed her off. In the, they fucking copied Independence Day. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ, she is really wasted, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know it's movie. a bad movie when it reminds you of Independence Day. <laughs> Wait, the sequel or the first one? The first one. Okay. You know when they're chasing <laughs> in the canyon? Sure. Like, they, they should have ended it with Nick Fury going, Welcome to Earth, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and then the cat punches her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait. Okay, so, uh, performances-wise, eh, that's all we have to say. Story-wise, eh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Visually, yeah, it was cool and when she went full on binary nova that was okay that was fun yeah. to watch at the very least the yeah. final battle not her fighting the 
the other what do we call the Kree warrior? Yeah, yeah. The, the ships. But her just like, coming in, smashing the her smashing spaceships, and then that was amazing. Amazing. And yes. Lee Pei's <laughs> Lee Pei's just like first going. That was just one person. Oh fuck! Oh Jesus! I oh, that's expensive. Yeah. Why couldn't the movie be just that? They're like, yeah, I want to see. Yeah, a I want the second too. half of yeah. the film to be nothing but that. In a Thor Ragnarok <laughs> kind of setting, you know, colorful yeah. space. Oh, sorry, shit. I don't want to backtrack, but we missed one performance. Who's Annette Benning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in it. She, she, she's a plot point. Yeah, have pretty much. Yeah, she's Marvel. Cool. Yeah. If you're, if you, if you read the comics, or if you try to convince people you read the comics, yeah, you know who she is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's just like how they had Robert Redford in like uh, which one was it again? Uh, Winter Soldier, uh, right? Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Oh look, it's Robert Redford. Cool. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, visually, we were saying, yeah, great. Uh, the CGI stuff was spectacular. Um, I mean, for the battles, like, but for most of the parts, uh, I mean, visually, like, once they took it out of space and they brought it to Earth, and it's just set design, it's like, all right, yeah. Like, you wonder where all... most of the money went because it definitely felt like, you know, almost student uh, movie. To the aging process, I think that's where all the money went, dude. That's where yeah. all the money went. It took. It. It. it Costs one hundred million dollars to make Samuel L. Jackson look like Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. There you go. Yeah, or younger actually. He looks younger. Yeah, Samuel Jackson from Do the Right uh, Thing. Time to Kill. <laughs> Do the Right yeah. Thing. He looks like Samuel. Yes, <laughs> from that era, like from the eighties. It's like, oh my god, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, the crack era, Samuel Jackson. But then again, there was also that moment. I mean, that was his moment. I realized that Samuel L. Jackson is still an old man. Mm-hmm. Is when he picked up Goose and you see him like put his hand on his knee, like trying yeah. to stand yeah. up. Oh, when he's trying to get out of the car. <laughs> it's like when he's trying to get out of the car. He's like, you realize, like, oh yeah, he's that's that's an old man under. <laughs> That's a seventy-year-old man playing forty-year-old man. That's a seventy-year-old man playing forty-year-old man. Oh god, where's Kurt Russell again? <laughs> no idea. Okay. Um, well, Audio. Um, nineties music. You know what's great? Uh, when they were doing that last uh, scene with "I'm Just a Girl Playing," I misremembered it as uh, "I Don't Give a Damn About My Bad Reputation," hmm? which is uh, the fight scene from the original Shrek. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> So I got those two confused in my brain and it was a very satisfying <laughs> new movie that I created for myself. You know what? I would have switched up some of the songs. You know what would have been perfect for her uh, introduction? What? Fucking Smash Mouth. Uh, somebody <laughs> tell me that. It's like, oh yeah. So hey, what you're now, kicking ass, I'm yeah. The, all, the chorus Get comes it. in. It's yeah. Like, that would be nice. Like, yeah, that would be fucking 90s. Remember that song, boys and girls? Sheesh. Uh, you know what I've been? You know I've been fucking nineties. What? When she was like uh fighting Jude Law, they they they, they did the the tomato song. Hey 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 hey. Oh right. <laughs> or they did yes, the mascarina. Mascarina. Remember the nineties people? Jesus. Yeah. Fuck me. You know you know it'd be perfect that scene when she's like putting on her disguise and they played Aqua's Barbie Girl. <laughs> Remember the nineties people? And why we tried to forget <gasps> most of it. Or if you want to lean into the grunge, like just random place smells like Teen Spirit for like half a bar. No, did it come as you are? You know, you know, we've been very nineties. When did like, they come as you are? The, the dream, dream sequence. sequence. Come yeah, as you are. Second That's half. That's the Nirvana the song they used. Oh, I. It made me forget a Nirvana song. Oh, this movie. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> you know, it'd been perfect when she and like uh, Samuel L. Jackson were in the car talking about the genocide of the Skrulls, and they played Gangsters <laughs> Paradise from Coolio. <laughs> it's the nineties. <90s. laughs> So this movie is so mediocre oh, yeah. it turned Shafiq mad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Well, I haven't ran that since Pacific Rim. <laughs> I feel yeah. it's refreshing, it right? <sighs> I feel better now. <laughs> but at least it's not out of like pure unmitigated anger. It's more just frustration. Yeah. I mean, okay, you know what? Jokes aside, uh, Look, the, we are not angry with you, Marvel. We're just disappointed. Yes, yes. <laughs> you sound like a dad. <laughs> where, no, where that gray Marvel. Come here! I'm not angry with you. Where that Sec Five teacher who has that piece of shit student, who Marvel becomes the so he shit just passes, student, right? Like, who you know, who you know is better than this, but they just they're not trying themselves. He started trying. so well. You were in the special stream. What happened? Drugs and booze, sir. That's amazing. Uh, Remember the nineties? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. Anyway, so. Final rating, please. <laughs> uh, this was a six. I'm gonna give it four point five. It's a five yeah. for me. It's as average as average can get. So yeah, between the three of us, it's a five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the I don't think the twists and uh, Samuel L. Jackson uh, way the way of acting is not going to change this film's entire structure, which is kind of yeah. no. I mean, uneven. they were yeah. enough to make me go. Oh, cool, but not enough to make me say, "Oh, this is a yeah, great yeah. movie." It'll make you shrug. Essentially, yeah, it'll make you forget. Yeah, you know another thing which was kind of nice. There was no romance subplot, like Black Panther. Yeah, well, there was a little bit. There was like a hint of it with who? With um, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Oh, okay. Like she was literally cock blocking him most of the movie because she's the bodyguard. She's blocking everything. No, you're thinking <laughs> you're thinking of uh, Danny Guerrero. Am I? Mm. Yeah, there was another black woman. She was like the spy person. Okay. Yeah, you need to see Black Panther again. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, you mean like Thor Ragnarok? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but no, it's nice for a change. Like most in most, a Marvel movie. In a Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. In a Marvel movie. <laughs> cool. Okay, but hey, at least it's like, like Infinity War. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or Captain America. <laughs> there was a love interest. <laughs> Who? Uh, Scarlet Witch and what's uh, Bruce Banner, and Bruce Vision. Banner, and Star Lord and Gamora. Yeah, but nobody loves Thanos, and he was right. He <laughs> had an unrequited love for his daughter, which is extremely complicated. You said romantic. Hey, <laughs> you know. Well, they like we need to explain. How come he's purple? Nebula's kind of blue, but she's green. It's all the primary <laughs> colors splitting. It's 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 within the RGB scale, so. Yeah. No, it's, okay, not. it's not. It's not. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, this is just absolute yeah, nonsense. But <laughs> hey, it did serve one purpose. Yes. My expectations are lowered enough to where Endgame can blow Even if away, it's not doing its best. If I blew, if oh, I blew no, us man. away. I, 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 Endgame better bring it because you did such a great job in Infinity War. If you shit the bed now, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would never recover if it's a wet bath. And if you don't like oh, the... God. They would just have to scuff and everything. And since we don't like this uh, this Captain Marvel movie, I think we can look forward to the other Captain Marvel movie. Hopefully. Yes, yes oh. there's another Captain Marvel movie. Shazam, yeah. That I actually <laughs> turned out right. Who knows? Why didn't I come up with that? You're a genius, Mr. Toffee. <laughs> with all yes, the lightning there's another and stuff, Captain yeah. Marvel movie. Which yeah. is probably going to be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I like Zachary Levi. Oh gosh. But we so, gotta wait uh, for like the next few weeks then. So until then, we're gonna... Yeah, yeah. so you know what, Last King fans? Uh, Captain Marvel, eh, give it a pass. But you've probably watched <laughs> yeah. it already anyway. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, you don't need to wait for the Disney streaming service to come out. Yeah, it's, it's a bridge oh, film, God. nothing more. So just watch it just to yeah. get your homework done. You know, your Marvel homework done. Yeah, in fact, 
maybe best to not watch it so you can actually be kind of impressed when Marvel <laughs> Captain Marvel appears and does something interesting in Endgame. Okay, that's a good. On that note, I think we can end the show. Disney hire eccentric <laughs> Tom. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, fuck off, Feige. I'm now in control of the MCU. Yes, that's how you make Captain Marvel interesting. Don't give her a movie. She just appears, kills everything. Who is that? Captain Marvel. Oh, she's powerful. Well, that's why they call her Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's time to end this. Let's end this podcast. So, uh, boys and girls, uh, if you want to go see Captain Marvel, might as well just spend your money on DMC. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, despite everything, we're still looking forward to Avengers Endgame. So, Disney, please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> we still want to shill. We'll change this whole review if you give us some money. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We will re-record this at the drop of a hat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what is that? I've been Devil Trigger Shafiq. I have been eccentric. And this has been Super Scrawl, Mr. Toffee.